What it is, everybody! Welcome to episode 143 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Tether. You can call me Fish. He's back in town. My favorite sack of shit, Connor. To meet you, uh. Oh, fuck. What? You stuck and stole my line, you cunt. I say that. It happens every now and then. Sorry. Kanichiwa, Connor. Yeah, moshi moshi, motherfucker. You just come back from Japan, how was that? Yeah, it was fucking good. I was on a train a lot. I was on a plane. I ate uh, octopus balls. Balls of octopus, not not the balls of an octopus. I drank a lot of beer and I'm here now. So yeah, fun times ahead. So cultural experience all around right there. Good to be back though, good to be sitting in this bloody chair here doing another one of these fucking things. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. Been, it's been a couple of weeks. The last thing yeah. I think we talked about was Pirates of the Caribbean and that left a bit of a bitter taste in your mouth as I recall. Yeah, it was a piece of shit film, so <laughs> that's why I did that. But uh, now we're back to talk about what should be a great film, The Mummy. The is Mummy? Does it have another, like a, a subtitle, like a second title or is it just called The Mummy? Tom Cruise's The Mummy, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, on the on the posters, it has like Tom Cruise in big writing, I think, everywhere. Yeah, of which course, is dude. fucking weird. But whatever. Why whatever. is that weird? Why do you find that weird? I uh, just uh, it's just poor advertising, in my opinion. I don't think Tom Cruise brings in what he thinks he brings in anymore. To be quite honest, he's pretty polarizing. Yeah, he's pretty polarizing. I think, I think he's uh, you know, he does Mission Impossible, and you're like, fuck yeah. But the Mummy was already a franchise. Mm. So now he's bringing back a franchise and he's put his name all over it like it's Hibs. And it is because I was listening to an interview he did with, um, I forget who. He was basically talking about, there's heaps of stuff about him doing his own stunts as yeah. usual because he always does. But basically he was saying that he had like a huge opinion in who was getting cast. Like the, mm. his mate and this guy from New Girl, he basically cast him. He told the girl, he's like, well, if you want to be in this film, you have to do the zero-G stunt. That zero-G stunt wasn't even meant to be in The Mummy. It was meant to be in Mission Impossible. And he said to the director of the next Mission Impossible film, hey, I'm taking this stunt and I'm putting it in The Mummy. Because I, I read about the, the guy who wrote the film, um, David Cope who also wrote Jurassic Park, which kind of put a bit of excitement into my little loins. Uh, but he was saying something about like, oh, I'd be, or it might've even been the, the director was saying something that like, oh, we really wanted to approach Tom Cruise about this, but we're like, oh, Tom Cruise would never do a mummy movie. And then they thought, well, maybe that's why he'll do it because it's against his grain. And I, I sort of have really picked up on Tom Cruise's career like I never really hated him but he went through a period where everybody kind of just thought he was a dipshit especially you know when he was jumping around on the couch on Oprah and all that and it was around that time that The Last Samurai came out did you ever see that film I love The Last Samurai yeah, it's a like, good film a really good movie so and I remember trying to talk my friends into going and seeing that and they they're all like, oh, Tom Cruise is a fucking dipshit man I don't want to see that and I feel like that stigma is kind of stuck with him but I don't think the guy has made that many bad movies, if any. I just looked at this and seeing Tom Cruise on the cover, though, kind of threw me a little bit. I was like, 
hold on, what kind of movie is this? But then when you really think about the last Mummy franchise with Brendan Fraser, it was basically an action film, wasn't it? It was like an adventure action film. So yeah. I guess it makes sense to bring Tom Cruise, but I just feel like he's, he's kind of too big. And this is the thing they don't understand. Like, you can't get massive actors in to play these big fucking roles all the time because when you do, it becomes their film and less about these characters and stories that have been around for yonks and they're meant to be the centerpiece, you know? And if you do get a big actor in, they have to be bringing something new, i.e. Robert Downey Jr. to mm, Iron Man, but his yeah. career was pretty much down the shitter by the time um, Iron, Man came out. Iron Man came out. Yeah, well, I don't know. But after after seeing a couple of trailers, I was, I was still like, oh, I don't know. This just looks like an over-the-top action movie, which is kind of what I expect from Tom Cruise, but this isn't a mummy movie that I kind of want to see. But then reading Tom Cruise's sort of take on this movie and how he wanted to do that zero-G drop in the plane and, you know, was forcing Jake Johnson to do his own stunts and all this. I was, I kind of got a little bit more interested in the Tom Cruise side of things. I still was kind of lost on the mummy, but I was like, I want to see him do this fucking zero-G drop. That sounds awesome because <laughs> apparently they really did it. The big, the big picture here is that this is kicking off a new shared universe, which I know you love those fucking things. It's called the Dark Universe, I, I guess because of Universal Studios. They, they're going into the old roster of Universal Monsters. So Dracula, Invisible Man, Frankenstein, all that sort of thing. So we're basically going to be seeing almost a movie a year of those old monster franchises. How do you feel about that? Who fucking cares? Like, it's just more of the same shit. We've seen it all before. Apparently, no one's capable of new ideas. So this is, I guess, where all the money's going. I don't know. I don't give a shit. I mean, like, I don't fucking care. Well, I don't fucking care. It's funny. I feel like I should care because I love those movies. I've got the Blu-ray box set of Universal Monsters. It's got, you know, Dracula, Invisible Man, Phantom of the Opera, all that, and it looks fucking great, and I love watching those movies. Like, the original Dracula is one of my favourite films of all time. 1930s Dracula. Go see it. But I don't know if I really want a shared universe of all of those things. I feel like we saw that in the likes of, like, Van Helsing and things like that. Penny Dreadful is a show that's doing it at the moment it might be finished now but it's it's kind of doing that same sort of thing and i don't really like that idea because i want to just focus more on the the separate stories as opposed to being like oh looking out for the easter eggs of like you know or where what what's what are they setting up for the next film or like you know that works in a in a superhero universe but i don't know if it works this sort of thing. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I feel like monsters have always been mishmashed into different universes and the same universes and shit. Like, it's not really that new. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, maybe that's Where there's Dracula. I just feel like they're putting a lot of emphasis on something that's already done. Where there's Dracula, there's werewolves. Where there's werewolves, there's zombies. Like, these are not necessarily... Like, like these... They're, they're using them as if these characters are huge, um, like, icons but not in a, like, huge characters, whereas they've almost been generalised. You know what I mean? Mm. Mummies are generalised and mm. vampires are generalised. And we're like, and now they're being treated as if they're these special things. I don't understand why they think that's going to work in, in their favour because it fucking won't. 
I hope that that does work because I do want to go. I do want to go back to them being special things again. I don't want to see them become this mishmash of things, and that's why I'm I'm kind of worried about them setting up this shared universe. But I guess by setting up each movie separately, it may work. I don't know. I'm just not that excited. But the next one that's slated is um, Bride of Frankenstein, which is supposedly going to star Angelina Jolie in two years, in 2019. And they haven't got dates yet, but they have confirmed that Johnny Depp will be playing the Invisible Man and Javier Bardem will be playing Frankenstein, which I think are two pretty good castings. Well, I think Javier Bardem's a good casting. Mm. I think Johnny Depp will fucking shoo it in. Well, let's see if this movie worked. Connor, give us the plot. Tom Cruise plays um, someone. I forget his name. Nick. Oh, such a fucking white boy name. Tom Cruise plays Nick, uh, and he's in Iraq with his mate, who I also forget the name of. Oh, yeah. Chris. Chris. And Nick and Chris. Wow. Who's anyway. Nick? Well, who plays Nick from The New Girl, which has got, it got me really confusing. Jake Johnson is Nick in The New Girl, and fucking Nick is Tom Cruise in this one. It was throwing me out. I don't know. Please continue. The two white European men with white European names are in Iraq, <laughs> and they're like trying to find some shit and they get in trouble. Anyway, they blow a hole in the thing and they discover a mummy tomb is what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. They discover a mummy you are tomb. Saying that. Yes. Basically, the mummy gets awakened when she by Ethan cuz Ethan Ethan, not Ethan, that's his name Ethan. in Mission Impossible. <laughs> Nick. He's Forgive pretty much me, they all Ethan. sound the fucking same. Nick. <laughs> Nick opens up the goddamn tomb by releasing her. It doesn't matter. Basically, she's this mummy wants to rule the world because she's evil and she's a fucking mummy, much like all every other fucking mummy and every other fucking mummy movie. She as because Nick freed her, Nick, Chris, Nick, 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 because Nick freed her. She wants him to be his like the the vessel for the the evil god of death to come and like take him over, and then they destroy the world together. And basically, the entire film is chasing him down for that to happen. But meanwhile, this ridiculously attractive blonde woman, who's an archaeologist or whatever the fuck, she looks. A, she's not an archaeologist. She I don't know what she does. Okay, she likes mummies and shit. She's there trying to help the situation, and we've got Russell Crowe who plays uh, Jekyll and Hyde, and he's there, and he wants to kill the mummy, but for whatever reason, the blonde bitch doesn't want to kill the mummy, and basically, Tom Cruise—not Tom Cruise—Russell Crowe says you gotta stab the mum, you gotta stab yourself with the dagger that's gonna turn you into the evil god, because then the curse will be broken and you're a sacrifice. Whatever, I don't fucking understand it either. But then out of nowhere, blonde bitch tells him you can just destroy the rock. Anyway, by the end of the... Oh, his mate's dead, by the way. It's a whole thing. <laughs> by the end of the film, the, the blonde bitch is dead. She's got killed by the mummy. Nick gets to make the choice whether he destroys the rock and everything goes away, but he can't bring his girl back to life. But for some reason, the mummy tells him if you don't destroy the rock, you can bring people back. So he stabs himself with the, with the, the dagger, and then he becomes, like, superhuman, and then he kills the mummy. And then to save his blonde bitch, he yells at her. And it works. And now she's alive. And you kind of see he's like deformed now and he's turned into something else. So I think he's a werewolf. I'm pretty sure he's a werewolf. They don't really say, but he's probably a werewolf. Anyway, he's out in the desert with his mate again who's safe. It doesn't make any sense, I know. And the end. We've got Sophia 
Botella, I think is her last name, playing the mummy, a genuine unknown. I only really know her from the Kingsman as the chick with those crazy legs. I actually like the idea of having a female mummy. I think it kind of just changes things up. It could have just been so easy to put a big burly dude and, you know, have Himotep come back from the Brendan Fraser series and be the fucking mummy again. But I kind of like this take on it. And um, I like the, the idea behind why she became a mummy. You know, she killed her whole fucking family because she got jealous of a newborn and, and wasn't going to be the the pharaoh of egypt or whatever i i like this dynamic that it brings how did you feel about her i don't know she, she's pretty attractive she certainly is she certainly she's is. definitely definitely someone i think is very good looking and i mean she's very sexualized and stuff which is cool and she's very evil like she definitely plays evil well yeah it would have been cool to see her be evil more, though. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't. You don't really get anything. You kind of just get. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I sneezed. You just get, um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it just kind of feels like um, she's walking around a lot. I know she what you're saying. And like, uh, one thing I will say is this movie starts out very strongly. The Mission Impossible style that. Tom Cruise has brought is very, very evident in the first couple of scenes from, you know, when they infiltrate the tomb or whatever, the whole action sequence getting up to that, like things blowing up, a fucking airstrike, all that, like it's very intense. And there's like a lot of like running against the clock. I feel like we're always on edge. We're always like, they're always just about to run out of time. Like even when they're inside the tomb and they're taking it, you know, trying to take it out, they only have two hours or whatever. And then then they get a call, fuck, we got to get out of here. So they rush, they break the thing open, it gets whatever. Then they get on that fucking plane and it's fucking hectic. And then I feel like once the mummy actually comes into it, the movie loses a lot of its its momentum. The movie loses all of its fucking momentum <laughs> because the movie doesn't make any fucking sense at all, at any point. And the mummy's a good example because I believe no character in this film has any character, like any drive or real understanding of fucking anything ever. They've got no motivation or proper choice. Like, okay, the mummy, she's a little skeleton bitch. All she needs to do is grab someone and suck their face and they mm. turn into a little minion and immediately they're fucked. You know what I mean? Like she's so powerful. So she's sucking people up. She's sucking people up. <laughs> she's, she's gotta stab Tom Cruise in the chest and then the blonde bitch comes in, right? So what does she do when the blonde bitch comes in? She doesn't suck her up. She throws her around on some tables. And oh my fucking God, that was infuriating to watch. Sorry, this person is actually posing a threat to you now. You don't immediately kill her. Like you're, you're, you don't immediately murder her. Yeah, you killed a up. fucking baby. Okay, don't you even try and bullshit me that you're any better than anything more than that. I know you're an evil bitch. What are you fucking doing? It's like every choice these characters made was like to their own detriment almost. Besides that very blaring in your face point that you're pointing out there, I, I did really like the first coming of the mummy, if you will. Before she gets captured, I was actually on the edge of my seat. I was quite tense. I found it quite scary actually like I, I really liked the whole church I think it's a church that they're in when she's about to sacrifice Tom Cruise and she mm -hmm. blonde chick is sort of the cathedral around. yeah I like it like I like the way that the minions come about I like the way she's moving like it's very like you know she's very broken and struggling and like <gasps> I just I found it very uneasy and and I was like fuck man where is this gonna go and you can start to see she's building this army of minions and what is this gonna mean for our characters and like you said it kind of means nothing but there is 
there is a, a moment there where they get into the van and they're trying to get away and because Tom Cruise is just drawn to the mummy or whatever it, it, it she comes back like they drive back to the to the church and she's just standing in the fog like I found that really fucking cool like I was like how are you going to get away from this bitch this is fucking awesome and then you know she's at the she she stops the van as they're driving through the forest and Tom Cruise is like oh I'll fucking sort her out and then she just bitch slaps his ass and he goes flying into the air and falls right in front of the camera a fucking great shot and then the army guys come out of nowhere and just capture her you had it you had it, guys. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really enjoy any of that. I thought it was dumb that Tom Cruise was being mind-controlled. I thought it was, like, almost yeah. unnecessary. I don't, I don't like this whole chosen one bullshit. And I think in a film about an evil monster, it takes away from the evil monster. There's it, just, it's just so nonsensical. She, she, so what happens is she's pinning him down on that fucking, that slab, about to stab him. But she just finds the dagger. She literally punches the statue and the dagger's in there. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so she knows where this stuff she is because it's a part was, of it. Yeah. But she doesn't know where the stone is, even though Isn't the stone even though the, the stone's thing? in the same fucking church. Like, how do you know where the dagger is hiding but not the stone, right? And then on top no, of that, it's like... the stone wasn't in the same church. It was with the... Um, it was in New York, wasn't it? But... Oh, was London. it? Was it London. It was, it was, yeah, it was in that, London. But that's where they are. That's where she is. She's in yeah, London. Yeah, but it's in a different spot with, you know, where the, the Crusaders were. Anyway, I don't fucking care. It just makes no <laughs> fucking sense. Like, it's just stupid nonetheless. Well, I, I kind of think that the gem means more. So I feel like she would be more drawn to the gem than just than the, the dagger. dagger without the gem. You know what I mean? So I felt like she would go straight for, and I, straight for the Crusaders um, where they're buried. Whereas, well, also, does she like, do that later? Does she know where it is? Is that how she gets yeah, it? Yeah, this is the thing. Like, wouldn't you know where both of these things are? Like, just because wouldn't the rock is... Wouldn't she know that the gem's not in the dagger? Like, it would just look a little bit naked if that's all she's kind of been thinking about for the last couple of centuries. You know what I mean? I just feel like she's, she's an evil bitch but doesn't do anything remotely evil. Like, if Tom Cruise mm. is trying to get away, break his fucking leg. Anyway, they finally get to fucking Russell Crowe. And Russell Crowe... Crow, Crow? Russell Crowe plays... Clow. Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. Mm -hmm. I would rather watch a film about him solving mysteries than I would Tom Cruise walking around being a fuckhead. Oh, you know? really? See, I'm on the other end. I, I was like, once he came into it, that's where I kind of lost interest. But I, th I feel like I'm an, a minority there. A lot of people I've been talking to have loved what Russell Crowe has brought to this. Well, I didn't, I didn't love it. I just thought that's more interesting. But they make mm. him out to be evil initially. Like they make him, they, you kind of feel like he's the bad guy. Almost, you know, when you meet him. Yeah, and he's a bit, I think he's got that anti-hero, the Hulk sort of feel about him because he can just turn at any point, can he? And I, I guess he is a bit ruthless in, in his research, which is kind of cool. It's another matter of like, it was so like, um, it was so ambiguous. He's like, I've got to tell you a story about how someone searching for evil was overcome by it. Like, that's he's talking about himself. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking say, hey, dude, if I don't take these shots, I'm going to fucking go eight. Like, wouldn't that be a better way to, to fix the fucking problem you're going to have later? You it's know? It's dramatic, like, man. You know this. It's, but it's fucking stupid. And the story. other thing is, they're like, oh, yeah, and this, this bit, man, this bit fucked me off to no end, right? He's like, oh, hey, so we've got her here. 
and we're basically just trying to figure it out, and then we're going to kill her, and then we'll dissect her. And I heard that, I'm like, wow, that's a pretty good idea. That's fucking good. Cool. Kill her, and your problem solved. Mm. And the fucking blonde bitch who has literally been flown, like, crashed out of a plane, right? She's been thrown around by this mummy, tormented, clearly knows this bitch is crazy evil, goes, what? No, we need to communicate with her. Are you fucking serious? Are you stupid? Well, see, that made sense to me because they had her trapped. Like, fucking, you know, as far as they know, she's not going to get out. They've got Mercury all up in there. Just keep her, keep her there and find out what she knows. Like, like I, I, I agree. If she's an archaeologist, she's going to want to know about the past. They've but, actually got someone from the past here. But it's like, it's so, just that's such a huge, unbelievable risk. Like, what do you think an evil bitch is going to tell you? She tries to talk to her at one point and she's literally like, I'm going to fucking kill you, bitch. Like, that's what the, that's what the mummy says. Like, she's like, I'm going to murder you. There's nothing you're going to get out of an evil fucking being like that. Uh, I it just would eventually. I just, I, I, I understand it's the risk, but that's the whole, the whole point of the film is like, you know, <laughs> you have to have risk for it to be interesting. So we've got to keep it moving along. Obviously, we're not going to kill her right now. Obviously, you need risk, but it's more so like, why? I just, the character saying that to me was just really fucking lame. Like, I just didn't, I was like, why would you even say that? Like, well, I feel I don't... like that's what an archaeologist would say, though. Like, and you would have it at a point where you, you know, you interrogate this chick until she gets out of control and then you put her down. That's, that would be the way that I would think. I don't know. I, I don't felt like you, she was... I don't think, I don't even think that... I'm actually on the contrary because I don't even think that Dr. Jekyll would jump to such a conclusion as to just kill her straight away. I feel like he would even want to, you know, sort of find out a little bit more about her before they have to go to such a dire measure. It's just, to me, it's like a same person would... I don't know. It's pretty clear that she's going to fucking end the world. She literally got someone to, like zombified someone and had them stab another person in a plane. And that person witnessed that happen, but is still comfortable letting this thing live. Like, mm. to me, I'm, I just would want that fucking bitch down. <laughs> and also, she did it when she was in a tomb. Like, she was in a tomb. She wasn't even... She was completely captive in a fucking tomb, locked up and got spiders to fucking bite the guy. What do you think is going to happen now when she's there in front mm. of you and can see everything? Like, it just... I That's would love true. for her to yeah. escape, and I'd love for, for, for there to be... You know, obviously there's got to be a reason she's got to live, but I just think the reason was fucking dumb. Just like, set that it was... up better, yeah. No, yeah, I feel, was... I feel you. What, what, one thing I do want to ask you just brought up with the, the animals, like she has control over animals, and, and I feel like that only comes into play when it's convenient, because if she could just control all the animals, I don't know, of the world, but at least in her general vicinity, why wouldn't she just do that immediately? Her plane crashed... And she was, you know, in the in the the lake or whatever it is that she fucking ended up in. It felt like th that she was there for quite a while. It felt like at least a couple of hours had passed before she actually gets up and gets going. Like, <laughs> why doesn't she just bring like a bunch of woodland creatures like to carry her out of her? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's just all these questions I have for having such an OP power. I don't know. The, the animal thing is another thing I didn't even think of. But you're right. Like, wouldn't you just have all of them? Help like, you the entire time. Do you even need an army of minions? You got an army of animals. Like, yeah. Just have that fucking that that murder of crows that smash the plane follow you around. Like no one's gonna fuck with you if you got a murder of crows. How, yeah. How the fuck is anyone gonna deal with? Oh shit. Oh my god. I almost stopped my recorder. Jesus Christ. That was close. How the fuck is anyone gonna deal with that? You know, like 
No one's got any idea how to how to get past the fucking thing of crows. It took down a plane. Yeah. But like this situation is ongoing. It just continues and continues where these characters are doing shit that don't make sense. Russell Crowe is like, oh hey, by the way, to fix this problem, you have to stab yourself with the dagger. And Tom Cruise is like, what? Nah, nah. And he's like, yep, it's the only way. We get no reason why it's the only way. It's just, it's the only way. It's conveniently and then fucking the only way. Yeah. Five minutes later, five minutes later, that blonde chick, no reason why to think this, just comes up to Tom Cruise and goes, oi, just break the stone, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Like, that is bullshit. Come on. Again, it's just like convenience of story. Like, they're not setting things up. They're, they're doing more of a, and then this happened, and then this happened, as a, as opposed to a, this happened because of that. You cannot have dessert until you eat your fucking dinner, okay? Mm. I want the meat of the story before I have the fucking outcome. It makes no sense. There's, there's no reason for that to happen. God, this film has clearly upset me far too much for my own good. What the <laughs> fuck? Stupid fucking film. Well, it continues as, as she gets out and starts to become a sandstorm and take over the whole of London or whatever. I felt like that scene should have meant more, but I think because I've already fallen into this spot in this film where I know they're just making up things for the sake of, you know, oh, wouldn't this be cool? Or wouldn't this be cool? Like, it doesn't have the weight that I feel like it should. There's no real reason for it to mean anything, and it doesn't really have any effect on anyone because Tom Cruise and... Old mate, get out of it fine. It's just a bit of sand. Also, if you can turn into a fucking sandstorm, okay, why now? Why now? Like, it's a pretty cool scene. Like, it looks fucking great. Like, the cars are flying and everything. And it's, it's, and like, I like the, the face in the, in the sand. Like, it just looks creepy and it could be very scary, but I guess because it doesn't mean anything to me and I feel like I don't, I'm like, well, these characters are going to get out of this. They're going to get out of it. This isn't a problem. I don't, there's no tension behind it, and that's the problem. And then we get to, like, you know, the final scene where it's just kind of a little bit underwhelming in the way that things go. Like, so eventually Tom Cruise can just kill himself and come back as set, but then he's in control still somehow? Yeah, that was fucking stupid too. Like, that whole, like, stabs himself in the stomach with it. But, like, what's the difference if she stabs him with it? Like, I don't understand. Is it, like, who holds the knife, holds the power? That doesn't really mean much to me. Well, was and she then, yeah. ever really going to get the power, or was it just bringing Set to life that was part That's, of the bar? Yeah, wasn't the whole thing, like, hey, you stab a guy and I can take him over? Like, isn't that the thing? So no, oh, I don't think it... she takes him over. He ta Yeah. He no, no, that's, that's what I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's like... That's her. That's her. Her bargain. It's like you know the the deal with the devil. She has to is, bring the devil. Why is she so it. caught up with that anyway, though? Like I know it's a part of the deal, but isn't it like man, just fucking pick someone. Like get rid of them. Hurry up. Well, that's you what know? I mean. But it must like I'm I'm assuming the way they're sorting the very little setup that they've done here is that she chooses one person. It has to be that. I think they're really trying to push the fact that Tom Cruise is a bad person. Um, which really doesn't come across that much. Or he's a thief, and he's, you know, like kind of a thief, I guess. They sort of tell us he's a thief. We we know that he's, he's stolen shit in the past, and we, we come in at the start where he's trying to steal things to sell, but, like, 
we don't really see him do a whole lot of stealing, do we? Like, every now and no, then. No, nothing at all. Like, Russell Crowe makes a whole point about it where he's like, yeah, the reason he's chosen is because he's this awful thief with no remorse and no care for anyone else. I'm like, hang the fuck on. The guy's pretty nice. Like, he's just a bit sassy. He's a bit sarcastic. Mm. He's wisecracking. He's good to his mate. He's quite good yeah. to that chick, even though, like, I suppose he did steal the map from her. There's, there's a thief moment. But he's, he's we don't, which we her. don't see, and it's also like is really thievery like something that equates you to be evil, the you evilest know? person in the world, that the most, like, the, the the purest evil is gonna take over your body, like yeah, you need no a rapist, fucking serial murder, murderer, yeah, no yeah. rapists, no pedophiles, no serial killers, just like a thief, and that's sort of maintained the entire way through, and just and then he turns into whatever he turns into. I bet you it's a werewolf. I, what do you think? Is it a werewolf? I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's a werewolf. I think he's going to be some sort of overarching big bad or, you know, anti-hero throughout the rest of this universe. I think that's what it's going to be. I, I don't think he's a werewolf because if he is, I'm going to be pissed if that's the way he becomes a werewolf because there could be such better lore to that. Just the way, just the way he looks, I just had a feeling he was a werewolf. Yeah, you know? I get, yeah, I, he does have a werewolfy feel about him, but he doesn't get hairy, so... I'm going to be honest, I just don't trust this film. So anything that sounds like it would be the most fucking idiotic idea possible, it's probably, it probably going to be is. that. <laughs> well, I've got to say, though, like it, it is the detriment of the film that Tom Cruise is the star here because, like you just said, he, he, he does become the movie. Like it, Instead of the mummy being the movie, it's Tom Cruise being the movie. But Tom Cruise is pretty damn good in this, I have to say. Like, I, I, I really enjoy Tom Cruise on screen. Yeah, I do. I think he's good. I think, um, I, like, especially all that action stuff at the start. I, um, I, I, I quite like his sort of interactions with the mummy. I do feel like they really should have gone down a more darker route if they're going to make him this bad guy who turns good sort of thing. Other than that, I... I quite enjoyed him he's got such a charis he's so charismatic tom cruise and i i just feel like i i never really don't like one of his performances yeah i didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> but i mean that's because he's trying to play some wise cracking brendan fraser character and he mm. can't like i don't think he did it you very don't think well he can? i think he can he's too uh, he's got comedy chops i think tom cruise is pretty fucking good i do i genuinely think he's pretty good him as les grossman and tropic thunder is just yeah. one of the greatest things i've ever seen but I think in this film, he's playing a character that he isn't meant to be playing. Like, I don't understand why they've tried to make him wisecracking and shit. Whereas, like, he does well when it's in, in action. When he's, when he's in the thick of it, he always looks like a fucking pimp. Because he's, he's, he means it, you know? I just don't think his delivery was on, on, on point. Um, and that's, you know, that's just, that's simply my opinion, though. I, I don't think he's terrible by any means. I don't think he was, like, horrible. I just mm. didn't like it. I feel, I feel like his wisecracking should have been left... For Jake Johnson, his best mate, who just disappears from the start of the film, and I think it's a big, big kick in the dick that they didn't keep Jake Johnson around. He's and he's quite fun at the start, isn't he? Like I really like him. He's like the like the the sidekick. He's like, oh, I don't know if we should do this, Tom. And Tom's all like, No, man, we're gonna fucking do it. And I I just I found that high that dynamic between those two really good as well. Like they were you know, just bantering and giving each other shit. And like, I, I just, I found it really entertaining. And to get rid of that was just like, why? Yeah, it was idiotic. And he pops up at random points and it's like, wouldn't, 
the part just be even better if he was a part of like the fun, you he know? Was still like, there. And how dumb was it him just coming back? And you were talking about like how dumb it is that he's sort of connected to the mummy, in, you know, sees whatever is drawn to the mummy. But I, I found I didn't mind that, but I find it dumb the flashbacks and the visions. I just feel like it's a pretty weak filmmaking technique. Those those flashbacks and visions were fucking stupid too. Like that was so <laughs> fucking stupid. That what the fuck, man? Come on. Like yeah. all this like sexual, it's all sexual and like erotic and like ah, uh, but you not know, all the see... way. They don't want to go with it. Like if you're going to do it, go. Fucking make yeah. this some Game of Thrones shit, you know what I mean? But they they don't get there. It just feels really shoehorned in and, and awkward. Super and, and even yeah, awkwarder is Chris rocking up in zombie makeup and just telling Tom Cruise where he needs to go, you know, like telling Why the him. fuck does that happen, by the way? Like, what reason does that happen? If she's capable of mind-controlling Tom mm. Cruise, why does she need to get his zombie mate? Like, it just makes no fucking sense. And then why is it that, like, if she can do that to everyone, just get all the animals to zombify everyone in the world? Like, yeah. where's the... None of this yeah. makes any... F it's stupid. Fuck. I've come back from a fucking holiday and I'm already stressed out four days in. <laughs> All right, well, let's end this one with um, just a little talk about Jenny, who was played by Annabelle Wallace, the incredibly attractive blonde. I found her surprisingly good. I just thought all of the dialogue, especially from her in particular, was really on the nose. But she was definitely, in my opinion, aside from um, his mate, his zombie mate, probably the most entertaining to watch. Mm. She definitely was cool to watch. I just didn't understand how she was like, why she looked so good. And not like she's too pretty. Like, she just always looked like she was wearing makeup and her hair was done. And it's like, you're... You're an archaeologist. You're, you're an archaeologist. Yeah. You're in fucking sand and dirt. Why do you look like this? What are you fucking doing? I haven't really seen this chick before. I, I didn't think I had, but we just watched her like a month ago in King Arthur and she was in the Annabelle film as well. She's been doing a few things. Grimsby, I think she was in. I never saw it, but she was in that. So she's getting around at the moment, but I, I feel like this might have been her star vehicle and I don't know if this is the right one. It's getting fucking ruined. Like this film is getting ruined by critics. It is getting absolutely destroyed. By everyone and there's like this great meme going around with brendan have you seen how brendan frazier claps i'll have uh -huh. to send it to you after this podcast oh it's the best fucking shit he can't clap it was a huge meme like he can't clap properly and so um everyone's uh -huh. like it's like it shows the scores and then it shows him clapping and it's just the best thing ever i'll have to yeah. show you i have to put that up on our facebook so the listeners can see it too uh, well, let's add to the critics' opinion of this film as we go into our good, the bad, and the ugly. Good. I'm just going to say the R Russell Crowe was probably my good. Ugh. Yuck. <laughs> my good would be the probably the first half an hour. I just think it's a very strong film until... Funnily enough, the mummy gets out. The bad. The dialogue. I thought that all the dialogue was fucking shit. I thought it was really on the nose, over dramatic crap. Tripe. Is it tripe or trite? <laughs> or shite. Maybe I'm just trying to say shite. <laughs> it was shite. My uh, my bad would be what they've done to the mummy. Basically, they've they've set it up so well, and then just. <laughs> 
she becomes a nothing character yep. and that's fucking stupid when it's a movie called The Mummy you know what I'm saying yep 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 what's your ugly my ugly would be lack of motive like character motivation lack of lack of um, anything anything making any fucking sense you know that's mm. my my ugly yeah I'm the same like I, I the, the lack of just thought put into this script is is appalling like just very convenient things happening over and over. It's like, set this shit up. They've done setting up yeah. on other things. Like, why? I don't know. It's just stupid. And the, you know, the whole animal thing, dumb. Just maybe not do Fucking that. Fucking dumb. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's, uh, final thoughts on The Mummy. It was fucking garbage. I really didn't like this film at all. There was no enjoyment from it. I thought all the... The, all the, the writing and directing was absolute shithouse. I thought there was no character motivation that made any fucking sense. I didn't enjoy any moment of it except for, again, probably the first 10 minutes. When they're in the desert, it was fun. The moment they're out of that desert, though, it just turns into this fucking shitfest where they had no idea what they wanted. They had no idea what they were doing. They had no idea where they wanted to go with it. The only thing they seemed to want, like, they seemed to have kept in mind is that they wanted to build this massive universe. That's the only thing they seemed to have really given a shit about was, oh, it's the start of a big thing. And again, stop fucking doing it because <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Just make a good fucking film please once that's all i ask that's all anyone asks just a good movie you know anyways film gets a 1.5 out of 5 Ooh. fuck you mummy piece of shit film suck my fucking dick <laughs> i didn't think it was that bad i i don't think it's good by any means in fact this doesn't give me much hope for the dark universe as it were it's the, they're setting up a universe that I'm not caring about. There's a lot of good things going for this movie, though. Like, the action is on point, as you would expect with a Tom Cruise movie. Like, this is Mission Impossible with a mummy in it. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and when it's doing its Mission Impossible thing, it's doing it fucking well. Because Tom Cruise is awesome at doing his own stunts. The, G, the, the zero-G drop in the, in the plane is on point, And that was the, the big set piece that they were really selling for this film. And I felt like that delivered. Like I said, that first probably half an hour is on point. A really, really good movie. And we've got Jake Johnson doing his thing. We've got Tom Cruise doing his thing. The, the mummy is still kind of scary in our mind. And then they kill off Jake Johnson and they kill off all hope that this movie could be anything more than that first half an hour. Because once the mummy starts doing her thing, like it's good to start with, but then just pitters off and is very disappointing. And this is a movie called The Mummy. Make it about The Mummy. They had me, they had me in the palm of their hand at the start. Like that church scene I really liked. I really found it quite scary and i want to be scared of a monster i want to be scared of the mummy and the the after they capture her i'm like well they can just catch her like this chick can be captured there's no there's no tension there and and i and i felt like the the whole russell crowe thing was just so we could set up other movies and that's kind of why i didn't like it and I didn't really get behind the whole Jekyll scene. I was kind of like, can we just go back to the mummy, please? And do something with the mummy. But they don't. And the movie just pitters out and becomes kind of a nothing film. And it's pretty disappointing. So I'm pretty... I, I don't want to... 
I think half the film's good and half the film's bad, so I'm going to give it a half and half score, the most average of average scores of 2.5 out of 5. That's too high in my books, but... <laughs> yes, you're very negative on this one. You're very negative. It's back well, to sometimes you've got to be. Sometimes there's got to be someone that can, you know, let the audience know what's really up. Yeah, Which and is I think, I think the audience knowledge. knows with this one. Like you said, I don't think it's getting too many positive No, it's, yeah, it's getting shit on. I had a friend come into my, my edit suite the other day and he said, he's like, oh, have you seen The Mummy yet? And I'm like, no, no, I'm actually um, kind of keen to see it though. I'm going to go see it in the next couple of days. And he's like, nah, don't rush out. Yeah, I, <laughs> everyone I like, I've spoken oh. to, everyone I've spoken to isn't just saying it's bad. I, like more than one person is like, dude, don't see it. Like they're like, don't bother. Like it's the sort of film... And I agree. Like it's for me, it was the sort of film I came out of that going. I wish I didn't watch that. Like that. <laughs> oh, that added no value to my. F- it's fucking terrible. That film is fucking trash. God damn. Well, I, I, hated I have that to film. say that I think it's worth a big screen viewing if you like action films. Like I think the action in it is pretty cool, and if you like the Mission Impossible movies, you will like at least parts of this film. Or like going to sessions of chemotherapy because you'll need to after you watch it. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> well, that's that then. <laughs> we'll wrap that uh, review up. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll be coming back and talking about more of these freaking Dark Universe movies as they come along. Or um, maybe not because this film flopped. Well, no, I did. I was just reading uh, a variety piece where they were saying that Universal, despite the shitty reviews of the mummy they're still going to be pushing ahead <laughs> of of course they are because they've probably had it set up for yonks they're like well fuck we better not fuck the next it, one up yeah. i'm sure this is still making money though like like you were saying that tom cruise doesn't really have the pull that he does i feel like he does i feel like he's one of those actors even though he's still kind of has a little bit of underlying universal hate i feel like people are still very much coming to see him um it's a yeah. Tom Cruise movie. They, like, yeah, that's trust, fair. Like, I, I will go see a movie just because Tom Cruise. He's got some other film coming out in the next couple of months, which I'll, I'll go see because he's in. I've got a big announcement to say. Um, What's that? This could be our last podcast for a little while, as I'm about to fuck over. Fuck over. I'm about fuck to fuck over. <laughs> I'm about to fuck off to the US for two and a half months to go work at a summer camp. I, sorry, I didn't react because I've known for a long time. <laughs> yeah, we've had this coming. Um, we've had this coming. Sorry, I, I was like, I was straight up daydreaming just then, and then you said it, and I was like, oh, fuck, I meant to react. Uh, I, oh, I no, didn't. don't go fish. It will be the worst thing ever. I can't miss you. That's what I, I don't see you ever, so mm. this is, this is, it's just like, I'm, I'll be talking to you pretty much the same. Well, I'm in America instead yeah. of here. Um, so I'm not sure how things are going to be set up for me over there. I, I do have access to a computer and internet and all that sort of thing, but I, I don't know how often I'll be able to get to the movies um, to see the films that we would normally review, which is really shit because there's a lot of big films coming out over the next couple of weeks. We're kind of on a bit of a hiatus. We're trying to get podcasts to you guys as, as often as we can. But in the meantime, we'll, we'll try and keep up our Facebook and do just sort of mini reviews and you know give you our thoughts and, and start conversations on there. So we're still going to be around and still uh, talking films. Um, but yeah, we're not sure when the next actual podcast will be. So I apologize for that, but you know, you've got to go follow your dreams of being a fucking camp counselor and getting yelled at by little kids. Yeah. 
that's my dream too, but I haven't I haven't gotten there yet. Follow us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher and SoundCloud, you cheeky motherfuckers. And uh, again, you forget every time, but it's your time to say it. It is my time to say it. Connor, would you please play the music? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fish and Connoisseur Movie Podcast. The Fish and Connoisseur Movie Podcast does not own any rights to the film The Mummy, its soundtrack, or its marketing, and no infringement is intended. The track Paint It Black is performed by the Rolling Stones, and the track The Good, The Bad, The Ugly titles is performed by Ennio Morricone. 